Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Spech. Hello. How you doing, Derek? I'm doing fantastic. Nothing too strenuous going on this week? Yeah, fair to Midland. Nothing new, nothing changed. Yeah, just chugging along, getting stuff done, and uh, getting ready for summer vacations and all that yes, sort of stuff. we are doing that. Yeah, lots going on over the next uh, next while, and uh, like I said, we got our big trip coming up, and got a couple other things, got a couple other things planned for the year and uh, whatnot. So, I'm gonna try something a bit different this week. Uh, we've always talked about you know getting out at around a campfire, a real campfire. And sitting with a couple other people and talk about trips and trips people want to do and, and stuff like that. Uh, haven't been able to do that as of yet. It's still on the, the bucket list to do sort of thing. Um, and we got enough people that, that would love to do it. So, But you know what? We've been sort of trying to get, get, get this going, but uh, haven't been able to. So right here in the studio tonight, we are going to do the fire with the crickets and the night birds and all that sort of stuff going, just to give it that ambiance. Yeah, it wouldn't be the first time you tried to start a fire in your house. Yeah, and it was you that had the Explorer box with the sparkers. Oh, yes, that's true, yeah. yeah. So you <laughs> tried to do it in your sink, and I was actually like trying to, and there was that packing paper in the Explorer box. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> I hadn't really thought so that out. Apparently this household is is not uh, <laughs> immune to people trying to start fires in it. Yes. <laughs> so we're going to have our own crackling campfire here downstairs with our couple of lawn chairs, yeah. we'll have a couple of drinks and, and we'll discuss, let's discuss canoe trips. Trips that we're not fantasy trips, trips we're actually going to do. Something, yeah. We, we did the fantasy trips there a couple episodes ago and now we're going to do reality, what we expect to do, what we tend to do. So we're going to talk about uh, some future, near future plans, far off future plans, so you know, some of our goals and uh, we'll, we'll get into it. Yeah, so let's start up the fire here, and uh, let's see how the show goes. Well, this is cozy, nice little fire, I'm all comfy. Um, one of the things that uh, I've been kind of rolling through my head in the last couple years, you know, yeah, we, with kids, you start thinking about how you started paddling and, and whatnot. And and I got to thinking, and again, the, the nostalgia has kicked in. And I was thinking about the uh, some of the first trips I've done. So it, it's sort of like a revisit old places and missed places. So one of the, um, one of the first places, one of the places I keep wanting to revisit, it was my very first canoe trip. I was like... I, I'm trying to remember the year, but I can't really nail it down. But shows your age. <laughs> well, no, I, because <laughs> I, I I don't know what year the first trip was. It was uh, it was a class trip. It was there was a couple chaperone teachers and and we. Uh, so I grew up in New Brunswick, in a small town called Hampton, and uh, so we did this school trip, and it was uh, the start of the trip. We bussed up to Sussex, New Brunswick, and we paddled the Kennebecasis River. There was probably about 15 or 20 of us, mid-teens, and, uh, you know, some of us had the uh, bootleg beer and stuff like that. It was it was one of those first trips we spent, like, five days or four days paddling the Kennebecasis River from Sussex back down to near Hampton. It was, it's one of those things, it's like, I've always recollected and enjoyed the memories of that trip, and I'd, I'd like to relive it. I'd like to do it again, and I'd like to... And when my when my my girl and boy when they're old enough, I want to take them on a trip like this. And uh, but in, before that, I'm, I keep thinking, how do I work the logistics of of finding a as I think my kids are almost old enough to uh, do a trip like this. It's a it's a it wide in places. It's a slow, lazy river. It's not technical at all. But it's just a you could you don't even have to paddle. Those are the best ones to start with the kids. Yeah. So if you were in high school when you did this, that would have been 80. mid to late 80s. It was 80. I, I, I was doing the math here. I was I, in, I think it was 83. Yeah, because 83, I know I would because we're the same age. 83, I would have been in grade, what, 10, 11? I figure I was in grade 9 or nine, so. Ten. I wasn't yeah. in high school. And in New Brunswick, we have uh, elementary school junior high and high school it's different in ontario you guys have i don't know i was in saskatchewan at the time oh yeah yeah 
Well, it's different yeah. everywhere. Yeah. They have a school system in Saskatchewan. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We <laughs> counted sheep, cows, and corn <laughs> and wheat. Uh, but no, you know what? Like, yeah, I mean, you, you tend to recollect the the trips you did. Yeah. Like early, like mm-hmm. earlier trips, and especially if you had a good time. Yeah, and I have some of the best memories of this trip. Is like one guy brought like this steak, and he he barely touched it. To, he cooked it in a frying pan. He barely touched the pan, so it was just singed on the outside, and it was like the best steak I've ever had, as, it's, as my recollection goes. You're and probably just hungry. <laughs> I'm probably just hungry. You probably do one yeah. of those blue steaks yeah. now. And, and it's not mm. like I ate the whole steak. He, he just dished out pieces to everybody. It was like fantastic. I remember a couple of the guys, they had a two-four in a duffel bag. They dumped their canoes. They were, they were messing around. And we all watched it. The water was like eight feet deep at that about that location. So we watched this duffel bag with a two four in it roll along the bottom of the river. It's <laughs> too deep to retrieve, and the water's too cold to get jump in. And we just watched this two four beer float away. <laughs> <laughs> so we all turned back and called it a day. <laughs> so it, it's uh, that one is might be a little bit harder for logistics with my two kids, but it's it's doable and it's it's what I want to do. It's been you know since I since I've had kids, it's like all these things keep coming back. Well, you know what though, when when you look at the dis, and I think that's the big thing that that hampers a lot of people with their trips is the distance. Yes. And I mean, I'm sort of a nutcase when it comes to driving. I guess I have no problems jump, jumping in a car and just go 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 go. I'll drive for twelve to. 20 hours if that's what it called for and for right? me new brunswick my parents are there so i yeah. can drive new brunswick stay at the parents i've I gotta visit them every once in a while anyways so well we drove from here because we did all of nova scotia one year um we drove from from toronto to fredericton okay in one day yeah it's doable it's a uh, well from here to uh my parents house it's about 12 hours yeah with a little extra speed there but Otherwise, you got a couple of tea breaks for the kids and, you know, lunch break. But they can eat when you're driving, that sort Mm -hmm. of stuff, right? And my kids are getting old enough now that they can do a little bit more sustained trips. You know, throw a laptop in the back with them. Oh, that was, that's huge. That's huge. But it's quite, yeah, it's quite doable. Mm -hmm. You know, if if it's just a matter of the driving, that's that's stopping you. Exactly. Yeah, your kids are are old enough now where, I mean, our kids were still in car seats and we were going on, you know, 12-hour drives. Yeah. You know, so. And, well, it's great because they're tied in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Had a little ejection seat. Boop, boop. Exactly. Right? And, uh, no, so if you've, if you've got the the place to go out that way, I mean, yeah. if it's only a 12-hour drive and then you start the second day you're there. Yeah. And on, uh, with this list, I, I came up with a list of uh, of my top list of stuff that I, I, as my kids are starting to get older, that I want to do, that I want to see. I, I I never even, I barely got out of New Brunswick before I decided I had enough on my list. I have to stop making the list. But uh, so there, I've, I've got a few things. The next one is, uh, and I've been there quite a few times. You always go at low tide. It's Hopewell Rocks in uh, yep. at Hopewell Cape. And so it's the Flower Pot Islands at, uh, in New Brunswick. And I've always seen it at low tide. And I've always heard talk of people kayaking or canoeing around the rocks at high tide. And it's one of those things like, man, I grew up in New Brunswick and I've never done this shame on me that was supposed to be our last stop on our trip out east yeah and that was when hurricane earl earl oh, gus earl, just, it earl nailed, yeah. nailed no, we uh, got Nova called Scotia. by the uh the park and said we're closing because it's coming through oh, wow so you will not be able to stay here so we had to cut our day our, our trip a, yeah. a day early so instead of heading over there we ended up just heading to Frederick, uh, uh, Fredericton, yeah, and then out, and even still, we caught the side of that hurricane. Oh yeah, and I mean, I had the big Durango and the big pop-up trailer yeah. with the canoes and that on it, and I mean, you could f- it just blew us like a couple of times. Yeah, you're driving down the road, and also you're straight across that road. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're like, wow, huh. and that was <laughs> that was like the edge. Yeah, of that that hurricane. No, Scotia really got nailed with that one. Yeah, but yeah, no, we wanted to we wanted to go to the, those flower pots and check them out as well. That would have been really cool. I've been there so many times, like like dozens of times. I've looked been to the Hopewell Rocks, like it's school trips, uh, trips with my parents, and then older, like uh, me and my wife have been to the rocks like three or four times now, just in the last couple of years. Because you know, I'm I'm always in the Brunswick visiting my parents and yeah. stuff. So it's like it's one of those common stops. You ride the coast, you run the coast. 
St. Martin's, uh, Hobo Rocks, the park. It's like, uh, you know, the, the Bay of Fundy is a beautiful location. Mm-hmm. And with the, with the tidal changes, it's fantastic. And it's, it's one of those things that kind of, it's always sitting back in my mind. Because it's where I grew up. It's what I'm familiar with, right? Yeah. And, and, and again, like, so that brings up another thing. I, I've always wanted to paddle the Bay of Fundy. Like, like I mentioned, uh, I've, I've gone to, we when one of the trips we rented kayaks in uh, St. Martin's, it's a, uh, it's along the coast on the Bay Funday, and it's a beautiful fishing village area. And uh, we only we ended up getting refunded because we got out there for like a half an hour, and there was like there was a rough. The seas were rough, and we, it was getting a little dangerous. And uh, so we just came back in, and they refunded. So I want to go back when it's calm. I'd like to run the coast, St. Martin's. There's all these little secluded little beaches along yeah. the way, so you just pull off and camp, right? And uh, and and so there's. It's just one of those things. Like I, I want to camp and sleep on a beach and listen to the, listen to the waves come in and hopefully you don't get. And you really got to watch the tides. Yes. When you do stuff. Oh yeah, like because that. they they raise. Like I mean, we're it's, not talking a couple of feet here. You're talking 12, 14 yeah. feet. Yeah. yeah. Some of the highest tides are huge. But when you get the tidal board coming through. Yeah. 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 That's cool to see. Yeah. And so that's that's Bay of Funday, and uh, again with with. Uh, Bay of Fundy, then you go up around in the uh, St. Lawrence Seaway and uh, I remember years ago a roommate of mine, him and his girlfriend they biked and kayaked the Magdalen Islands so that's just that's just north of PEI it's this little archipelago of, of uh, small islands and they're kind of chained together by by uh, like sand and stuff like that. It's, right. It's a again. It's a it's a very unique little community. It's one of those places that. And these are all kayak trips I keep coming to for this. Well, except for the Kennebecasis River uh, from Sussex to Hampton. Uh, so the Magdalen Islands. It's uh, ever since uh, Jim did that those islands with his girlfriend. It was like, man, I want to do that. It's it's uh, you got some some high cliffs and some lowlands. It's just it's a beautiful set of islands. It's. It's one of those things that's like, man, that's like my, and it's doable. Again, it's it's in New Brunswick. It's you take a ferry to the Magdalen Islands and you just circle the islands, do some biking, do some canoeing and kayaking. It's uh, it's just it seems like it's so doable. And uh, and it, it's one of those things. It's like it, when one, I I would go with one of the kids uh, in the in the next five years or so and just we'll do a trip around the island. Yeah, I mean if if it's canoeable, then rent two canoes or two kayaks if you need it you can get yeah. the double kayaks right yes and so you uh, and one of the kids in one yeah your exactly. wife and one of the kids in the other and it was always easier than a kayak oh yeah but it's yeah. because of the potential for the rough seas i always think it would have to be by kayak mm-hmm. but i guess you like i keep forgetting about spray decks on canoes yeah so that, that would uh and if you're staying close like, like yeah, if you're if in the, you're the, in the archipelago shore, a bunch of islands exactly then yeah like i mean if they're if they're clustered enough they give you some some uh yeah wind uh and some of the sandbars all you got to do is lift over the sandbar and you're in calm water right yeah so you go to the lee of the island and, and you're good and you're to go. good so yeah. I, I think that would be doable exactly it sounds so far it sounds all doable with the kids oh yeah Ab- absolutely know? and and that's what i keep planning like in the next couple of years i keep thinking me and my wife have talked about it a couple of times about you know future trips and stuff like that and uh it, so it just <laughs> and another one now i, I i'm i'm gonna I haven't even passed this list by you, but the next one is France. 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 France is a bit more drive. Yeah, it's there's it's a big a, water pond in the middle between. It is, but <laughs> if you if you are familiar with your geography, it's only 20 kilometers off the southern tip of Newfoundland. Saint Pierre, Saint Pierre and Miquelon. This is French national. It, 1814 is it handed back and forth. So you're forth. not talking the actual country of France. Oh, it's the country of France. You're it, talking an island. An island, and it's French. Not fa- yeah, for, it's yeah. French. It's not French, but yeah. it's not like Paris, France. No, it's not Paris, France. Yeah. But it's France. Oh, you think you're so it's smart? Twenty kilometers off of Newfoundland. It's a beautiful little Why island. Why have we invaded? <laughs> <laughs> I, we, could, we could take them. I've often wondered. That. They just give up. But a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people forget about Saint Pierre Miquelon. I grew up in uh, New Brunswick. I've been in Newfoundland a couple times, and so it's one of those things that we we've often talked about as kids and stuff. And Saint Pierre Miquelon. Saint Pierre and Miquelon. They're two islands. They're connected by. So like Miquelon beer. Miquelon. 
M-I-Q-U-E-L-O-N. Oh, okay. Miquelon. I don't Miquelon. think I've ever heard of it. Saint-Pierre Miquelon. It's um, I, I, growing up in my teen years, I did a lot of sailing and stuff, and when you listen to the weather radio, they they go through, so if you're in the Bay of Fundy and stuff, or what, uh, out there in the uh, St. Lawrence Seaway, they you get the, they just kind of pepper the area. So it's it's a, they all talk about uh, St. John New Brunswick and Halifax and Newfoundland. And so anywhere's within that uh, weather broadcast and they always talk about St. Pierre Michelot. And it's like, it's so I hear it all the time. So right. it, it kind of gets into your head. So it's like, man, I could, you know, pass, drive to Newfoundland, take the ferry. And uh, then it's like, uh, there's a there's a quick ferry to St. Pierre Miquelon. I don't know if I would do the 20 kilometer trip out to the yeah, island. That's 20 far, kilometers But you in take the ocean? a ferry out and then you circle St. Pierre Miquelon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'd be great. And yeah. and my one last... What, uh, hang on before you move on. What's sure. on the island? It's a it's a French colony. It's a So there's like a little town on there so you'd be able to get a hotel there's or... Two t- there's two pseudo towns, small towns. The population is, uh, I think it's only five or 6,000 people. Oh, so that's a fair size. Yeah, and okay. there's a lot of craft areas. That's it, their mainly their main uh, export is fishing. So, the, every their uh, anybody who's making any money, it has to do with the fishing industry. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of tourist stuff. Like there's pottery places and you know artsy fartsy stuff. So it's there's a lot of that there. My wife would love that. Uh, I kind of like it too. But uh, it would be nice to circle the island and check things out. You get that essence of France. You know, go down. The little oh, I tell you. Bag. Yeah, gets your baguette in the morning. That's right, the baguette. <laughs> but that would be awesome. Like you're, you know, you're on French foreign soil and 20 kilometers off Newfoundland. That's a, a little unique sort of twist, it right? Absolutely is. Which you're it not going to get is. elsewhere. Yeah. So, that's, yeah, so cool. you have you got you're in a foreign country, but you have the safety of uh, you can escape back to Canada yeah. on a quick little boat trip. Yeah. <laughs> Now, if I ever need to declare political asylum, I know where to go. Yes. In case I'm hunted in Canada, yeah. <laughs> I'm going yeah. to France, 20 miles that way. <laughs> 12 hour drive yeah. and, a, and an hour boat trip. <laughs> and I'm good. Um, and where else? Where else? The, the last place that I've. I've uh, the, you know, I could probably come up, I could probably talk about places I want to go and could do all night, but. I wanted to keep it simple and short of the high points of of the next five years or so, and mm-hmm. so the next one is uh, like I was my brother just recently he got himself a recreational kayak and him and his uh, wife have been off off of uh, paddling off of Vancouver, uh, British Columbia, and so they've been doing all these trips and it it got me even more and more because I've always wanted a I, I first time I've kayaked was off of Vancouver Island right so. You know uh, the uh, the harbor off of Victoria and Esquimalt and stuff like that's what's where I've done all my kayaking so far, and uh, I'd like to go back, but it, like so the area around Vancouver Island and and stuff like that is all nice. But if I was going to go back and specifically do a trip, it would be to two locations. It would be on the uh, the west coast of Vancouver Island up at Gold River, and so Gold River is a large inlet. There's a lot of uh, historical areas and there's Gold River there's a big mainly a mine but that's closed down the communities died pretty much but that Gold River area is a beautiful place with uh, high mountains and and uh, calm waters it'd be a great place to kayak and I've uh, I've canoed on the in that area just but it was a practical it was we canoed across a bay to get to a mountain that we were climbing right but I want I want to go back and I want to kayak the area It'll yep. be nice to do a little bit of touring. No, it's, it's yeah, it's uh, it's very mountainous. There's not there, there's very rugged hiking in the area. No, but I mean, like get a, a tour kayak. Yes, absolutely. Right? Yes, and tour up and down the coast just yes. to see the different geography oh, from the yeah. water. Right, it's fantastic out there. Yeah, you, you you can get a little exposed. So that's why I say Gold River because it's a it's a fjord inlet type thing. Mm-hmm. So it's safer. You're not exposed to the ocean waves and stuff like yeah. that. So uh, you know, I'm still thinking safety, right? And the next one and my last thing on my uh, little short list of uh, practical non fantasy trips is uh, Queen Charlotte Islands, which are now called Haida Gwaii. They changed the name, what, two and a half, three years ago or something like that? Yeah, when Anyways, there was all that stuff going on. Yeah, that so way, yeah. they're Haida Gwaii now, and 
the history of this area, the totem poles on the island, the uh, there's a lot of little islets and stuff. So the, you're very sheltered depending on depending on the weather of the day. You could you could leave any location and still be sheltered in amongst the island along the shoreline. It's a it's a beautiful area. You've got the uh, the old rainforest, the spirit bears out that way. Yep. If you could if you could actually sight in Lucky, one of these spirit enough bears. To it's a it's a very magical beautiful place that I'd always wanted to paddle and I've just never taken the chance on and, and that's sort of on the fringe of what I think is reality because it's with the expense of flying out west but mm-hmm. I have my brother out there so it would be an excuse to go visit my brother and then well, you know what that's a, a great boys weekend or week yeah yeah absolutely you know I mean yeah. my one brother and I we drove around uh, northern Ontario for 18 days or something like that one year hitting all these different fishing spots and Holy cow. had an absolute blast that's a uh, at one point trip. somewhere on every trip we take the yeah. two of us we just get on each other's bad side for a couple <laughs> of hours we yell at each other we call each other nasty names he goes one way i go the next or the other way and then an hour later hey you want to go fishing yeah let's go fishing <laughs> <laughs> it's done and over yeah. <laughs> you know don't know it's a weird thing yeah. I, I don't know but, uh, yeah, you know what? It's great, you know, a brother thing going out and, and doing that sort of thing. Yeah, and, I, and w- one of these days I want to do it. Like, there's a few things that me and my brother want to do. Is the One is hiking Strathcona Park, and the other is kayaking on, mm-hmm. you know, amongst the islands uh, off Vancouver Island or Queen Charlotte's. Well, it's just a matter of setting down the dates. Yes, absolutely. I mean, the yeah. one out, out west is a bit farther, but, I mean, the ones here with the kids. Yeah, you know what? Locally, because it's, you know, for a 12-hour drive back to see my parents and then you know, plop off the kids and do the trip or bring the kids. I think with the Kennebecasis River, it's very easily done with the kids. Yeah, and if, if you want to do another one, just you and your wife. Yeah. Grandma and Grandpa would exactly. love exactly. to watch the kids, yeah. right? Yeah. Spoil them for a week or something. Exactly. And then off you guys go for a week, you have a nice trip out there. Yeah. And then that way, when the kids are older, gives you an excuse to come back. Exactly. Right. Precisely. Yeah. Man, there's a method to my madness. <laughs> So that's what you're you're going to do within the next, what do you say, five years? You're going to get all that done? Uh, maybe, Two years? Maybe shorter, I'm hoping. But uh, definitely, uh, I'm definitely going to pick a few of these off. Like, uh, I would say if any of them weren't going to happen, it would be hard to be the Queen Charlottes and uh, St. Pierre Michelot. Mm-hmm. But the other ones, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, if you, if everything is pretty much in the same area, yeah, then you just take, a, take your three weeks holiday. You drive out. Yeah. And you say, okay, from this day to this day, we're doing this area. This day to this day, we're doing this area. Yeah. And then... Or quit my job and spend the summer. Or quit your job and just move. (laughs) (laughs) Phone this uh, radio interview in. (laughs) I keep trying to convince my wife that I can get a job in New Brunswick. And uh, we'll move there, live in St. Andrews by the sea. and uh, But she doesn't want to leave her family. Well, I keep telling my wife, we can move up north. She could get a job anywhere. Exactly. You oh, know, precisely. I mean, he's an ICU nurse. Yeah. I'd mean, be loving to have her. I oh, could quit my job. She could work. Yeah. she get a job in a heartbeat. Yeah. And you could just trip and... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See? You understand me. <laughs> Sean the Adventurer. <laughs> Obi-Sean Kenobi. <laughs> so, well, my bucket list will involve two years and only two years. Only two years. Only two years. I'm getting all my bucket list done in two years. Then um, you have to make another bucket. Yeah, I got a small bucket. Um, my first trip is, um, well, not too bad. Because we've sort of been planning this. You know, our kids are the age that uh, this is sort of it. Yeah. You know, our last family vacation this year. We've, yeah. I've mentioned it before, my Rockies trip. And what I'm doing on this trip is sort of... Um, doing a driving canoe trip sort of thing. Okay. So it's over 17 days. And basically we're driving out to the Rockies, spending a few days out there and driving back. Mm-hmm. Which, well, why would you drive out there to stay three, four days, five days? Yeah. Right? Because we're hitting a lot of things along the way, both ways. Okay. Going out and coming. I'm not just driving four days there nonstop. Yeah. And then driving four days back nonstop. That's grueling. I've uh, done that. It's, yeah. It's killer. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of things to see. So, what we're doing is we're driving from here straight north. Yep. Um, and what we're doing is we're doing the north 
route through northern Ontario. Yeah. So up through Timmins, Hearst, oh, okay. down and around to Nipigon. That's what, Highway 11 or something? Uh, the 17? 17. Yeah. And basically what that does is when you get to northern... I mean, we've, see, we've seen a lot of stuff, all the stuff up through Timmins. Yeah. Right? So that's, that's not new ground for us. But when we go from Timmins and we come start heading west... There's the Matagami River, the Missinabi River, the uh, Matawishque River, um, right? And then when you get down to Sleeping Giant and Thunder Bay, okay, right, you get all that stuff. But they're northern, the north head of Superior. Yeah. So there's a lot of spots we can stop along the route, like just to Thunder Bay, yeah, and do some paddling, mm-hmm. right? And these are big name. Uh, rivers that are yeah. you know popular with the the tra- fur trades and stuff like that, right? Big, big rivers, uh, and then from there, Thunder Bay. We're crossing straight across, uh, basically just passing Atacokan, where Mike Ranta is, uh, is is from. And now there is a spot where, if we go, if Mike keeps to his schedule or proposed schedule, and we're on time, we will actually drive over the river that he is driving under on the same day. Are you going to arrange to meet up with him? Well, that all depends. Because like I say, if he's crossing under late in the afternoon and we're there first thing in the morning, yeah. then I'm not waiting all day. But if the timing works but right. But if the timing works right, how cool would that be? Yeah. I mean, that's just any. You, you throw your canoe in the water and, and paddle with him for like an hour or something. Yeah. Um, but we're going straight across to the U.S. border. Okay. Because you can cross the border. Are you crossing the border? We're just going. We're just going to do that little dip under the border okay. and come up into Winnipeg. Got it. Right. Now, when we get into Winnipeg, you got the Assiniboine River and the Red River in the Winnipeg area. Yeah. So we'll do a bit of paddling in both of those. Cool. Right. Plus, we have some friends out that way. Um, one of the guys we went uh, to Woodland Caribou with a few years back, Tony. He lives out that way. Okay. Right. So maybe uh, hook up with him for a coffee or something. From there, we're doing the northeast sort of, uh, sorry, northwest route towards Edmonton, going through Saskatoon and, and whatnot. Now, in Saskatoon, you have the South Saskatchewan River. Okay. And then when you get to Edmonton, you have the North Saskatchewan River. <laughs> so, so we're going to hit the hit those as well. So as you can see, the, the trip we're doing this summer is going to be basically a canoe drive trip. Yeah. Where we're just going to be driving with stops yeah. along the route to, to canoe different spots. So you can, you know, you can say, yeah, I paddled the, the, the North Saskatchewan River and this yeah. is what it was like in this small section I did. And You're just bringing one canoe? No, oh no, we're bringing two. Oh yeah? Yeah. So all of four is going to go... Well, because nice. three of them fit in the one. Yeah. And then I fit my solo. Oh, And then okay. maybe, yeah, you know, yeah, one yeah. day I'll let one of the kids take the solo and I'll yeah, paddle. Exactly. In the, because I got the, the, the Osprey. Yeah. And then we got the Prospector. Cross Canada Canoe Tour. Yeah. Right? So this will be, because the kids have never driven past Thunder Bay. Okay. Right? And I've been there. Tracy's driven once out this way. She's only driven once there and back. Yeah. um, With us. And so this will be new for the kids once we pass Thunder Bay. Yeah. And, I mean, it's been probably almost 10 years since we were there with them. So when you dip below the border, you're going to be near the boundary waters. We cross the top of Quetico. Yeah. And then, yeah, cross right there. At right at Boundary Waters. And then you just dip up into, um, rather than going up to Kenora Dryden. Yeah. And through to Winnipeg, we come under. Yeah. And then up to Winnipeg. Because I don't want to do too much of the same route going there and back. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. So we dip up Winnipeg, then Saskatoon, Edmonton. And then from Edmonton, we're just scooting right into towards Jasper. Um, and yeah, we're out, we're in the Rockies for, I think it's five days. That's it? Is it five days? Five days or seven days? Um, just thinking one, two, three, four, five, yeah, seven days. We're in the Rockies for seven days. Well, that's nice. Right? So when we're out there, Jasper, we're doing the Athabasca River. Oh, okay. Right, we got to do that. Yeah. Because that starts right at the Athabasca Glacier in the yeah. Columbia Ice Fields. And then goes up through Jasper and out towards Edmonton. So we're going to paddle some of so that. So how Take a day far down will we be on the river? It should still be milky from the, from the, oh, from oh, the yeah. rock dust yeah. and stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. 
So yeah, we're gonna start as, as low as we can and as clo close to the um, uh, glaciers as we can. Yeah. Hop in and do some paddling there. And well, now we're gonna see. You know, we're gonna do the touristy thing when we're there. Are you gonna too. be close enough to see? Are you gonna go up to see the glacier? Well, yeah, we'll see the glacier. Nice. We'll do the uh, the um, the gondola rides and all that sort of stuff. Plus, we'll have our dog with us too, so he'll get to. And you're gonna cross the U.S. border. Oh yeah, we've done it before. Things? Yeah, as long as you got your rabies. Uh, oh, okay. Rabies papers, we're good. Um, as long as it doesn't bite one of the uh, security officers. <laughs> um, so yeah, so there's a couple other things we're going to do in the Rockies. Banff, we're going to hit the Bow River, Lake Louise. We're going to paddle there. Uh, Moraine Lake, Valley of the Ten Peaks, which is on the back of the Canadian twenty dollar bill. Yep. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna be paddling right there. So we can hold that twenty dollar bill up and go. Yep, that's the place. That's accurate. <laughs> yeah, we're here. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've hiked the area, but I've never paddled. You know I've, what? I've, I've hiked the area. I've been up on Sulphur Mountain and looked down on the Bow River. That's yeah. the gondola up in, uh, in Banff and all that. You go up Rundle, everything like, you know. Do There's a whole bunch of, um, um, oh, I can't remember what the name of it, uh, scrambles oh, that you okay, can yeah. do, right? That yeah. you can get up to some of the, the peaks yeah. and stuff like that. You don't need all the climbing gear to do exactly, it. Exactly, yeah. Um, and that's what I did out there. I did a lot of hiking in the area. I've never paddled there, but I've hiked, you know, a lot of those areas. There's there's mountain huts. There's a Alpine Club of Canada that has a lot of mountain huts that I've hiked up to and climbed yeah. up to. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna do all that. We'll do some hiking. We'll do some fishing and all that sort of stuff. But like I say, the big thing is we really want to get into the paddling mm -hmm. and do that sort of stuff, I mean, especially out on those turquoise lakes and yeah. that, right? just to do some of that. Um, on our way back. Like when we leave, like I said, we came in north side, Edmonton yep. Way. We're heading out the south side towards Calgary. Okay. And then down to Fort McLeod. Fort McLeod has smashed, buffalo heads smashed in. I can never get it right. Buffalo heads smashed in or smashed in buffalo head jump. Okay. The natives used to herd Chase them off the cliff. The buffalo, they'd go off the cliff, yeah. smash their heads, and then the guys would be down below taking the bodies they do yeah. what they do pass out all the food and there's yeah. their food for the winter right good way to hunt Easy so way to hunt, they, it's, it's a big historic space now yeah. so we're going to check that out but we're also going to check out the old man river which um is on the route that mike ranta took when he came through Alberta, okay right does he has he taken the same route every time i think so yeah. yeah yeah i think it's just when he gets towards ontario that he changes his route yeah but for the most part it's it, it, from what i understand it's the same uh, so the Old Man River, Fort McLeod. Now, when we leave Fort McLeod, we start heading towards Medicine Hat. There's a place called Grassy Lake, Alberta. Okay. Just north of Grassy Lake, we're going to make a little pit stop. Uh, Bow Island. Okay. Bow Island, you have the Bow River that comes from Calgary. Yep. Goes there. You got the Old Man River from Fort, from Fort McLeod goes there. And you have the North Saskatchewan River. Um, sorry, uh, the South Saskatchewan River. Yeah. And they all meet. Just a big conjunction of rivers. The three rivers, the three big rivers yeah. meet right there. So what's the outflow of all three? Uh, that all ends up being the South Saskatchewan River South again. South Saskatchewan. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And uh, that's, um, yeah, so we're going to hit that. And that's, that's just kind of neat, the fact that all three of them yeah. line up right there. You know, South Saskatchewan River must be a huge water flow to accommodate all those inflows. Oh, you know what? It is. It uh, starts. Well, you get the Saskatchewan River in the north. Yeah. Then you got the North Saskatchewan, which heads towards um, Edmonton, and then the South Saskatchewan that comes down. Yeah. Right. And they yeah they all meet just the other side of of Medicine Hat, which is yeah pretty cool I must say. So, yeah, like I say, it's just kind of cool to to get there and check it all out and, you know, actually be where those three big rivers Yeah, the confluence of all actually, those rivers would be yeah, interesting. Yeah, confluence. I, I'm trying to remember what the word was. Uh, where, they all, uh, where they all meet. And then, yeah, the South Saskatchewan River continues on towards Medicine Hat and, yeah. and uh, um, whatnot and through uh, up to, you know, through Saskatchewan and whatnot. Uh, so from there... Like I said, once we hit that one, there's not really anything we're going to really be hitting along the way. So we're going to be going from, you know, Medicine Hat, Alberta, do a quick little run to to uh, Regina, yeah, and then straight across through Winnipeg, back into Ontario. 
Uh, so so there's back not through Kenoran. Yeah. So this time, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna run through uh, Kenora and Dryden. So yeah. we're not we're not going the U.S. route this time because yeah. we've already been that route. So from Winnipeg, we're gonna head on the Trans Canada up through Kenora and Dryden, down through Thunder Bay. Um, so the only yeah, there isn't too much of this that we we're, we're actually gonna double. Yeah. Right. Nice. There's there's only a couple small sections of maybe. 50 kilometers one spot and Thunder Bay to Nipigon, the other spot. Mm-hmm. Those are the only two places on this entire trip where we'll actually backtrack. Huh. Nice. Which is pretty cool how that works. Are you going to stop at the big cataract waterfall that your dad always Kakabika says? Kakabika Falls? The Kakabika Falls. Kakabika Falls. We're going to stop there because we got to check it out every time. That's a really cool waterfall. Uh, yeah, and then we're uh, going to hit um, the north side of Superior. Okay. Right? We're going to hit Old Women Bay. We're going to hit uh, Agawa Rock. Hopefully this time we can get on Superior. Because like I said, we were up there a few years ago. And it was so wavy. Yes, the entire time. We, yeah. we just couldn't take a canoe out on it. But I really want to, like Old Woman Bay and uh, Agawa Rock. I want to actually see the petroglyphs, for, or the pictographs from oh, the canoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. As opposed to having to scoot along the shore. Yeah, and exactly. risk slipping in and, yeah. and all that, right? Uh, I wa- actually want to see it from the water. Yeah. Which is cool. Uh, after that, it's just a quick boogie over to to down Sault Ste. Marie, Sudbury, and then home. That's an awesome 17 trip. 17 days. That's quick. It is quick. It's a lot of ground to cover. A lot of, lot it of is, pedaling. But it's a lot of ground to cover, but it's not like you're driving four days to the destination. Yeah. The entire trip is your destination. Yeah, that's true. Right? That's true. So it's, it's, you're stopping and seeing stuff all the way. So at the end of the day, you're going to get home. You're going like, we saw so much. Yeah. And it's the same sort of thing that we did when we went out to Nova Scotia. We, I mean, we did the entire province yeah. in, I think it was 18 days. And we saw so much. By the time we got back, we we're just like, oh my God. <laughs> like, how could we possibly see that much stuff yeah. in that short amount of time? And you miss so much. You can only scratch the surface when yeah. you're on a trip like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's that's exactly what it's going to be is like, you know what? We're going to see as much as we possibly can. Um, and yeah, we'll have a yeah. good time doing that. And uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there. I keep seeing stuff on Twitter and, and, uh, and whatnot and, and written online and people like... Uh, friend of mine she works at saunders uh, generating station the hydro plant near cornwall it's uh she met a group that were crossing canada i've seen anecdotes of other people that are crossing canada a lot of people are doing paddle trips across canada this year we yeah like we've only scratched the surface with the uh, with the you know, the the five lakes and uh you know the, well, the two mike paddling Ranta. for fives yeah and the two paddling for five yeah. and mike uh, tracy Ranta lynn and, and yeah tracy lynn martin martin and yeah yeah and mike Ranta coming right across again yeah so there's a lot of people doing trips like there's that. all the voyager exactly trips going on there's a lot of stuff going on for canoeing and paddling across and apparently canada. there's a at least one family i know of that's doing a driving canoe trip right across the country <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah. back <laughs> <laughs> it's all about you <laughs> it's all about me again yeah um yeah, yeah, it's real. It's really cool to to see people Imagine crossing the country. You're gonna bump into a lot of people on this trip, I think, doing well, the I same not, thing. You're I might doing. hurt them. I'm driving. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, and like, yeah, you know what? And that's exactly. It. We can meet people and chat with them just about the canoeing and all yeah. that. And like, is it getting on Moraine Lake and Lake Louise and the Bow River and stuff like right in the Rockies, Athabasca River, that sort of stuff, and hitting some of the big name rivers across. You're gonna have to try and record some of your encounters. I might. Take a couple of pictures here and yeah. there, you know. Come back with about ten thousand photos. I'll, <laughs> s- I'll see you in a month and a half. <laughs> Sixty-five hours worth of video to go through, yeah. you know that sort of thing. Um, so that's this year. <laughs> sorry, sorry. That's July. Yes, that's just July. <laughs> and, and now you're wondering how I do these this sixty-two day trip, right? Yeah. Um, the only other thing I want to do. A couple of uh, overnighters, maybe a two-nighter thing with Tracy this year. Okay. Later in the summer, maybe into the fall, get her, you know, we always do uh, my birthday weekend sort of thing, but maybe get her to come out and do like a couple of days sort of thing over Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. Right? And then next year, actually her and I do like maybe a week-long paddle trip somewhere. Yeah. Like I say, the kids are old enough. We don't know where Mackenzie's going to be because he'll be... 
you know, doing whatever. Exactly. Ariana's going to be doing whatever. The dog's going to be doing whatever. The cat's going to be doing whatever. <laughs> you know, I'll shuffle off to Buffalo. You going to take know. your cat paddling too? No. Because <laughs> the way my cat's been acting lately, <laughs> cat's going to be a paddle. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's 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 my big thing for the rest of the year and next year. Yeah. Is getting Tracy out to do some of this stuff. Exactly. And getting her out for longer trips. Mm-hmm. And like I say, if we can do a nice week, week and a half trip, just the two of us next year, maybe get together with another couple of couples or, or something like that, I think that'll be great. And that's, yeah, that's pretty much uh, all I've got on my bucket list for the next two years. Yeah, like the like we read our bucket list, this is your actual trip. Now it just reminds me that I am actually doing some first, like I, I'm going to be doing the 150 for 150 with the... Uh, with Mike Burns out on Canoe Lake this year, so that's like June. Is he 20th. bringing one of his Caesar strippers? He is. He is. You get, he's actually going to bring one. I think he's he makes a, such beautiful canoes, he but he doesn't like Fantastic. to take them out. I'm pretty sure he said he's bringing one. Oh, but he I does. can't remember now. But I've got a the Canada 150 flag that we're going to fly off the back of it, and that should yeah. be fun. And I'm also it's it'll be the first time I'm go ever going to Killarney, so uh, I I. Uh, I kind of insinuated myself into the trip. It's like Mike was talking about. He was looking for information on doing a Killarney trip solo. And, and so while we're up at the uh, Kitchener-Waterloo Canoe Symposium. Yeah. So he was talking to Dave Bain trying to get an idea of the trip. And it's like, solo trip, huh? You sure you want to do that solo? So <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, I talked my way into the trip. So now it's me and Mikey doing uh, a week-long trips through Killarney. You're just becoming a, a tripping whore. Yes, you're just like selling yourself off exactly. to any canoe trip now. If I can only you got, convince, you got one with Mike, and you want one with uh, Jim Baird. If I can only convince Jim Baird to, because I, I, like I said, I, I I don't know anybody that does epic epic trips like that. So I have to ride on the coattails of others, right? So Jim Baird, you gotta let me go on one of the trips with you. Derek Spech, canoe <laughs> whore. Yeah, I have whitewater <laughs> experience. I can do it. I can, can handle do it. it. I can do it. <laughs> so, well, you know what? Yeah. That that sounds pretty cool. Sounds like you. I mean, your your bucket list is well, well within reach of doing. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. You know, I think I think that you got to be heading east next yeah. summer with the kids. Oh yeah, and uh, well, we're going to be doing some local uh, Algonquin trips and stuff like that with the kids. Yeah, that's this, this summer, year, of course. yeah. Yeah, but uh, next year Beckett will be four. He'll be five, and Stella will be uh, eight. So they're they're right oh, in the range of. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They're well within the range. jacket on them, we're good. Give them a paddle, sit down on the bottom of the canoe, yeah. have a snooze while they paddle in circles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Face each other and paddle. Exactly. <laughs> have a snooze. And don't beat each other with the paddles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break here and we'll be right back. You are listening to Paddling Adventures Radio on Reno Viola Outdoors. Do you enjoy getting on the water with a paddle in your hand? If so, this show's for you. Listen to Paddling Adventures Radio every Wednesday at 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. and see what's happening in the world of paddle sports. Paddling Adventures Radio. Whether you're close to home or far away, grab a paddle and get on the water. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka, and Halliburton. Welcome back. And uh, Derek, as we're sitting around this nice toasty campfire, listening to the crackling and sitting around the trees and everything, we're thinking... Ticks. Ticks and Lyme disease. Ticks and Lyme disease again. You've uh, uncovered some new research. Yes, uh, I came across uh, an article on Martha Vineyard Times. So this uh, this article goes into some new details of, of uh, new information regarding ticks and Lyme disease. So uh, I'm just going to quickly go over this. If you want to find out more information yourself, you can Google Martha's Vineyard Times Lyme disease and you'll come up with this article right away. So uh, a, a doctor that's working closely with uh, CDC, and she's uh, Dr. Navina Zubcivic. She's the attending physician at Harvard Medical School, co-director 
of Dean Center for Tick-Borne Illnesses at Spalding Rehab Hospital. So she's she's doing some new research on tick-borne Lyme disease, and uh, some of it is uh, kind of chilling, and some of it's kind of interesting. I'll uh, so some of her most recent findings in it all has to do with diagnosis and treatment of Lyme disease, and. Uh, so there's about 10 to 15 percent of patients who suffer long-term symptoms and uh, there's two test cases that I found particularly interesting that she talked about. One is the, the actor, singer, songwriter Chris Christopherson. So he was diagnosed years ago with dementia and uh, they looked more into it and they re-diagnosed him with Lyme disease and they put him through a full treatment process for, uh, for Lyme disease and they cured his dementia. So he was obviously misdiagnosed initially with dementia, and it turns out it's Lyme disease, which, and you know, so anybody who has, and this is something for family and loved ones, if somebody comes, uh, suddenly experiences sudden, on, sudden onset dementia, it's a red flag for Lyme disease. And uh, they're saying that this is especially true in people with compromised immune, immune systems, which is basically everybody over 50, right? Yeah. So, uh, and they talk about uh, children, like uh, symptoms in children, like 71% of the time it's uh, symptoms involve headaches, severe headaches and stuff, mood disturbance, fatigue, irritability. So, you know, if you if you have kids who suddenly change their mannerisms and get headaches and mannerisms change, then, you know, you know maybe get a test for Lyme disease. Acting out all of a sudden exactly. moody. Uh, another test case that uh, she talks about is a 29-year-old individual who was institutionalized for schizophrenia and uh, so he's institutionalized four different times and then after a series of tests they re-diagnosed him and decided to try him on daily antibiotics for Lyme disease so after the first month he could remember what he had for breakfast after the second month he could read an entire chapter from a book and after six months he was back to normal so he was misdiagnosed with schizophrenia and it turns out it was Lyme disease. So it hmm. just shows how Lyme disease can kind of hide in plain sight, right? And she talks about how the medical community really has to relearn and do better in their own diagnosis and treatment for it, right? Well, it always seems to have been an issue that no one could really treat it. Yes, yes. So, and so just to cover off the last few things here, um, she talks about, uh, so previously, and we've said it here on the show before, it takes about 48 hours for a tick attached to feed and put the bacteria back into your system. And she's saying that current studies and studies that she's done herself, there's uh, there's some change there. So they're saying attachment of 15 minutes can give you anaplasmosis, 10 minutes for the Powassan virus, and other strains, they still have no idea. Wow. So it's it, it kind of changes the way we look and think about Lyme disease and it's something that you should you you should automatically after every day out look for ticks on your body like usually it's the warm moist parts like you know your armpits, armpits, knees. armpits knees and whatnot oh. so and so she goes on to talk about treatments and uh, di- the different strains of Lyme disease and there's like 10 different strains so so there's 10 different strains plus there's the Powassan virus which is something completely different yeah so uh and oh, uh, they talk about uh, the tests for Lyme disease. So right now there's two tests. One is called uh, the ELISA test, and the other is a Western blot test. And th- they can only detect one or two versions of Lyme disease with these current tests. And the CDC is working on some sort of tests to detect the other ones. Otherwise, it's only symptom-based that they can diagnose you with. Hmm. So this, uh, <laughs> she also says that, and it was kind of funny the way she said it. The, uh, that bullseye rash that you can get with Lyme disease. Yep. So it, that only happens 20% of the time. So she says, if you get the bullseye, it's like winning the lottery. It's like, I know I have Lyme disease. Otherwise, it's like, you know, six months, a year down the road. Why am I so tired all the time? How come I'm getting headaches? I wonder if it's like uh, mosquito bites. You know, certain people have bigger reaction to mosquito bites. Maybe. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's, uh, you know, if you get stung by a bee once and then, you know, a couple of years later you get stung by a bee and it could kill you, mm-hmm. right? It develops more and more. I don't know. Anyways, uh, so they, they talk about, uh, she, and she kind of, and then this thing gave me chills is they talk, she talked about a specific bacterium that's, it's like a corkscrew 
the, the bacteria itself. It, uh, it can corkscrew into tissue and it can travel in the bloodstream. It can swim at twice the speed of a white blood cell, which is our immune system. Mm-hmm. And it, it's uh, our, the white blood cell is our fastest cell. It can, the, this, this uh, bacteria can swim so strong, so fast, it can go upstream against the flow of your blood. Wow. Which, and, and they have videos showing a white blood cell chasing this uh, corkscrew bacteria, evading the white blood cell and drilling into tissue to get away from the white blood cell. Wow, that, uh, that's scary. It is, it is. So it's, it's just, uh, if you guys, like I said earlier, Google Martha's Vineyard Times Lyme disease and you'll come across a lot more information and quite a lot of it's quite chilling and a lot of it is fairly new. Alrighty, what? Well, that's a good uh, way to end things. It's kind of like back to that theme from uh, everything's going to kill us. Everything's going to kill us. <laughs> We're all going to die. Well, Derek, now that I'm all creeped out thinking about ticks in the dark, uh, I think it's time to turn the lights on and and put this fire out. Call it a, a day. Uh, that is pretty some pretty inf- interesting information about the ticks. Uh, definitely something to think about. And yes, it's better to be forewarned, forearmed, right? It's uh, mm-hmm. it's one of those things. Knowledge kind of helps you a lot in this case. Definitely does. So with that information uh, well under our belts, uh, you can find uh, us if you want more information at paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can find our past episodes on iTunes, Google Play, and our episodes page on paddlingadventuresradio.com. Thank you, everybody, for listening this week. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Specht. We'll see you next time.